Now, I, 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 was, I, I, got, I said to the Lord today, I said, Father, I, 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 I just want exactly what you want, and I need you to lead me so that I don't uh, just share a good message, but I share exactly what the Spirit of God would have me share. And, uh, and the word of the Lord came to me. I'm telling you, mm-mm-mm. He doesn't always speak as clearly. Sometimes it's a sense of knowing, and, and, and it is I can articulate it and write it out. Other times there's more of an urgency. Other times it's louder. The, you know, God, God talks to us differently because different the situations and moments require different emphasis and different strength. And so, and sometimes he doesn't necessarily speak to me at all. He'll just, in my spirit, I'll just know, do what's in your heart. Preach the sermon that's in your heart. I'm on you. I'm with you. You're, you're doing the right thing. But every now and then he'll change it and he'll say, do this. And, uh, and he said something to me, Jennifer, this morning when I was praying and uh, I want to tell you what he said. And he's never said this to me once in the 11 years that we've had this church. He's never said this to me once in all the offerings that people have given us. With a pet, PAD and Christmas and the two birthdays. Uh, and all, think about all those offerings over the years. He's, uh, he's, he's ne- he told me to do the offerings back yonder long ago. Because I remember the first couple of years we didn't do a pastor appreciation. And I was kind of against it. Because I thought, this is my honor to serve the people. I don't need them to do anything for me. And then Pastor Nancy spoke to me and corrected me. And she said, she said Craig, the people had need to have an opportunity, not just to sow tithes and offerings, which is to the Father, but to honor the office that you stand in and to honor you. And so because of, actually, Dr. Dufresne was the one that talked to me and Pastor Nancy, both of them, but doctors specifically. And after he corrected me, then I allowed the congregation to do that because the first few years I didn't. Um, but anyway... Uh, so, but in all those offerings and all over the years, um, other than him saying through those parents of mine to, to go ahead and do it, he's never actually spoken to me directly or personally after or before any of those offerings. But he, he spoke to me when I, I got in the spirit this morning. I, I quietened my mind because I had a message ready and, and, and I really thought God would let me do it. So, but I, I said, Lord, I, I don't want to miss it. If, if you want me to do that next week or something, just, just I'll wait on you for a little while. Just talk to me if there's something else. And, and I got over in the spirit, praying in the spirit and just waiting on God. And his presence came and, uh, and I heard him say something to me. And he said it very, very distinctly and very clearly. And I wrote it out word for word as he was saying it. I said, Lord, wait, I've got to get my pen. And I wrote it out word for word. And I want, you to, I want you to hear what he said. This is what I heard him say. I saw what they did for you. Oh. My God, Jenny. Yes, I, I don't know if they I understand the impact of what I've just said. Right. All these years of all the kindness that they've done, it's never elicited a response from the Father. But he, I heard him say, I saw what they did for you. I want you to know. I know that some people just didn't do anything. And every year there's some people that do nothing. And that's okay. That's between them and God. I know some people did the same that they always do. Because over the years I get used to seeing, you know, it's not like the first year we've done this. And that's fine. But many of you, you gave sacrificially this time. At a time where your finances, where it's more uncertain than any other time. And you were sacrificial and very honoring in your giving. And I'm telling you, it, God saw it. It's like it elicited a response from him. He saw the sacrifice. 
and it elicited a response from him. He's never once spoken to me ever about an offering we've received, the people have received for us, never. Not that, not that he's not pleased. Of course he's pleased. He's pleased with their honor. But something moved him this time. Yeah. And I heard him say it. I'm talking like as if somebody's talking audibly to me. It wasn't audible. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe Jenny would have heard it if she was in the room. It was so loud. It wasn't audible. It was in my spirit. But I mean, it was clear. It was unmistakable. I saw what they did for you. He's talking about the pastor appreciation offering. Listen to this. They, the people have made a place for you in their tithes and offerings. He listed three categories. In their faithfulness, meaning to come, to be a part of the church, to be a part of the vision, physically. And three, and recently in their giving to you personally. Listen, they have made a place for you. They have made a place for you. In their tithe. See, if they didn't tithe and give, Jenny, we wouldn't be able to pastor this church. We wouldn't, this, there would be no staff. There would be no building. No. And we would have to work secular jobs and just basically have a home group somewhere or, or meet in a, in, a, in a library or something that was 150 bucks a week or something. And many churches do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying because of your faithful tithes and offerings, you've made a place for Jenny and I as ministers, me as a pastor and at in a higher office recently in that apostle, you've made a place for us to stand and to be not just a physical place, although it is a physical place, but it's a place in the spirit because of your regular, he was emphasizing the regular tithes and offerings, just what they do every week. They've made a place for you by being faithful, which includes tithes and offerings, but he, I knew what he meant. He meant them showing up physically, being in the church, being a member, being connected to ministry of helps and prayer and evangelism and all the things, all the agape points, being faithful, just being a part of it was number two. And number three, he said, and recently in their giving to you personally. So that was a one-time thing, but he was emphasizing, he was drawing attention, not just the tithes and offerings regularly all the time, but what they've recently done, because he started it with, I saw what they did for you. They have made a place for you in their tithes and offerings, in their faithfulness, and recently in their giving to you personally. Are you ready for the last statement? Tell them. I'm telling you, Jenny, I hope they're listening. Tell them. Power is made available to them. Tell them. Because he saw what you did and he saw your, your sacrifice and he saw your tithes and offerings and your faithfulness and what you've done personally and your kindness. I heard him say it. Tell them power is made available for them. Amen. Now, you listening to me? Power is made available. Just because something is available doesn't mean you're taking advantage of it. Right. There is power available on this phone. It's a smartphone, not, not like an Android, a dumb phone. It's an Apple. It's a smartphone. Praise God. I won't get on my soapbox because Peter's doing this behind the camera right now. But there is power. Jenny, I can access no human being in history since smartphones. We can access the Internet. We can access encyclopedias. Yeah. There, there is information on every subject virtually on the planet at our fingertips. We just type it in and we can find out the name of this person who was in Rome, this philosopher, that disease, this how to do this, how to do that. I mean, there's, there's the knowledge of the planet at our fingertips. Power is made available, but unless you turn it on, type in your code, go to your browser, web browser, which Safari is the best, 
unless you type in, <laughs> Peter, be quiet. Unless you type in whatever you're looking for, power is available, but power, you don't have, ac you're not accessing the power. Praise God. Pastor Nancy sitting in that hospital room with Stephen when he was a baby and his temperature was through the roof, remember? And, and he was in serious trouble. It was a grant, sorry, with grant. And he was in serious trouble. And she was sitting there rocking and the doctors had given him some stuff or whatever and they were waiting. It was a critical moment. They had left. She was rocking him. He's a baby. And she said, Lord, and the Lord, where the Lord came to her and said, there's power available. There's healing power available in every hospital room around the world. If only somebody would assign it with their faith. Remember that, Jenny? Assign it. And in other words, God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent everywhere constantly. He wasn't like that until the New Testament when the Holy Ghost came into the earth. In the Old Testament, he wasn't constantly omnipresent like that, but he is now because the Holy Ghost has come and dwells in the earth with us. God is available. Anyone can get born again anywhere at any time. Anybody can be healed. You could be in the Arctic Circle with, with nothing but a, a landscape of barren tundra. And, the, and if you assign your faith, the power of God will heal you of cancer while you're there in the Arctic Circle. Yes, you don't need a church service. You don't need even a preacher to lay hands on you. Right. Any human being can, can access the power of God anywhere in the world at any time. The only requirement is so simple. You have to assign your faith to that power. You have to assign that power to you by your faith. Amen. You have to assign it. You have to lay hold of it. Faith takes it. Glory to God. Hope sets the table. Yes. Faith eats. That's right. Do you hear me? Yep. Hope, the, the, the great hope for the future, what we look forward to, sets the table and we see healing and finances and blessing. Ooh, look at what God's provided for me. That's hope. It has, you haven't got it yet, but you see it. You know it's possible. Faith sits down and takes the first mouthful. Faith is now. Faith is present. Faith takes it. Hope sees it, but faith takes it. We need hope, otherwise we'll lose heart. We must see things, but faith takes it. Faith, hope sees it. Faith takes, it. faith takes it and there's power assigned everywhere in the world there's power available everywhere in the world to those that will assign it right. by their faith and she assigned it prayed a simple prayer the power of God hit grand by the time the doctor got back in he was better shocked the doctor let me tell you something when he says tell them Power is available for them. What he's saying is, you've got electricity, but unless you flick the switch, you can't access it. There is power, knowledge in this, in this internet, but unless you access it, unless you take advantage of it, you can't get it. Amen. Pastor Nancy had power available to her, but until she assigned it with her faith, it could not heal Grant. Right. There is power available to you because of your honor. This is my message to you. It's not that complicated. But I, I, but I trust the anointing is going to rock it inside of you. Plant the seed of the word deep inside of you. There is power available to you because of your faithfulness and because of your honor. Will you take advantage and assign what is available? Because if you'll just reach out with simple faith and say, I take it now. I don't just see that God can and wants to do good things. I don't just see it. I take it. I see it, but I also take it. I see the table, but I want to eat. I don't only want to look. I want to eat. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, not so I can look and go, wow, what a feast, but so I can sit down and enjoy it. Amen. Hope shows us what's available. Faith takes what's available into our realm right now. Amen. 
praise God. And you need to assign by your faith and say, if there's power of, and I, God already said this in his word. It's not like this is a new revelation. You know, power is available to you, but he was specific with me this morning. I saw what they did for you. I mean, God saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize that when you honor an office, you get God's attention. I'm telling you. And I think the reason he commented this time and he's never commented before is because of the extra sacrifice people made during a time when everything in the natural would dictate this should be the small. Actually, can I be very honest with you? I'll be transparent with you. Two weeks before, because we always say, Lord, we're going to use our faith and believe for this much to come in in the offering. We always do that. And when I went to look at what came last year, because I'm always believing for more, even if it's $1, the path of the righteous is going to grow brighter. <laughs> even if it's $1 more, I'm going to believe for more than last year. And so I said, Lord, I looked at the mount and I said, well, Lord, you know, I said, this is a, this is an unusual time. And this is a time where I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to release my faith for more than that. I, I just don't think it's possible. I'm sure we're going to get a much smaller offering this year, and that's okay, because I understand the people are under pressure. Yeah. And I heard the Holy Ghost say to me, he said, not only will you receive what you received last year, he said, this will be a record year. He said that word, record year. And I said, record year, Lord. I said, this is COVID. Did you forget the devil 19 is on us, Father? Did you forget people are out of work? He said, don't, see, my mind is fighting that, like you wouldn't believe it's fighting that. This is not possible. Like it just, it's just, it's not in the natural realm. It's not possible. But you see, he doesn't need me to figure out if it's possible. He just needs me to agree. Amen. So will you disagree with me, son? I'm telling you it's going to be a record year. Will you disagree with me? Now, if I had said, I don't agree with you, father, it will not be a record year. It wouldn't have been no. because I would have stopped the power of God yeah. and God wouldn't have been able to speak to people and they wouldn't have obeyed because God wouldn't have spoken to them. Sure. But because I just said, I don't know how, I don't know how. And I don't even think, I'm not even sure I'm worthy of it, but Father, I just agree. If you say it, I'll agree with you. And so I just started saying, Father, I call this a record year. In my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, right. But I just, my heart wasn't connected with my confession at the beginning. It, it, it got connected after I said it about 300 times. But for the first 300 times, I just said, it'll be a record year. Praise God. I thank you. I believe I've received a record PAD. But I didn't really believe it until finally my heart started to connect with my mouth. And I said, well, Lord, if you said it, I'm going to believe you for that. And I don't want to hurt the people. I don't want, to, I don't want them to do without, Father. And you've already blessed me. I don't want to hurt anybody, Father. But if, but if you're saying it, then I'm going to. And I'm telling you, he talked to people and people were honoring and people were obedient. And, and he said he's never spoken of an offering ever, not ever. And he said, I saw what they did for you. I'm telling you, congregation, you got God's attention. Yes, you did. And, and that alone should make you feel very, not proud, I don't know what the, what the word is, but very appreciative. appreciative. My God, I did something that got God's attention. I'm talking about the God of the universe who sits upon the circle of the earth, who sits on the throne in glory. I'm talking about God. This was God the Father speaking to me by the Holy Ghost. And he said, I saw what they did for you. They have made a place for you in their tithes and offerings, in their faithfulness, and recently in their giving to you personally. Amen. Tell them power is made available to them. Amen. In other words, my power is vibrating. There's so much power available because of what they've done. I, they've, they've moved my hand toward them. Amen. I want to help them. I've got something available to them. It's, it's right here. It's vibrating. Tell them it's available. Just assign it. 
Use your faith. Reach out and say, Father, if you've got power available, which I know scripturally anyway, but this is a word from heaven for me today. You've got power available. I lay hold of it and I say, Father, this is my need. Here are my, what I need you to do for me. I need seven clients here. I need another $400 there. I need this taken care of here. I need that taken care of there. Father, I list out what I need. Remember, when you, when, remember Mark 11, 24, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, tell him in prayer. Talk to him and tell him what you desire. Let him know what you need. Let him know what you want. List it out to him and then say, I, now that I've told you, I like to, I'd reach out my hand of faith. I lay hold. I lay hold. You've given me power. It's available. I assign my faith to that power and I say, I take you. I take it now. I don't just see it. I take it. I don't just hope. I have faith. I take it, Lord. These needs, I call them met. I call them met. I call them met. That job, I call it filled. That amount, I call it met. That need, I call it fulfilled. You've got to take it. You've got to take it because I'm telling you, he said to me, Powell, tell them. Tell them. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. It's like, it's like beyond me, Jenny. It's like God is saying it and he's saying it with passion. He's saying it with poetry. He's saying it with, with emphasis. He's saying it with emotion. Amen. Tell, I mean, that's how he said it. Yeah. Tell them. He paused. Tell them. Like in other words, this is a declaration. Yeah. Tell them. Power is made available to them. Yeah. If they, now I'm adding, if they'll only take it. If they'll only assign it. Assign that power by your faith. Lay hold of it, my brother and sister. You've moved God's hand. Now, did you notice the first thing he said? He said, I saw what they did for you talking about pad. But then he mentioned three categories and he, we talk generally about what we do every week. And then what we do every week in faithfulness. Financially every week, faithfulness and all the other non-financial areas every week. And then I specified specifically what happened last week. But I'm telling you, it, touch, it touches God. He wants you to know because of your one-time thing, but also because of your regular faithfulness to him. Financially and non-financially, he is making power available to you. And if you will just assign that power by faith to your need, you'll see a major breakthrough. Now, he gave me two scriptures it's 11.38, so I have 22 minutes. I'll try to be done by noon. But he gave me two scriptures. He said, I want you, I didn't write the quotes here because that was the main thing. But he gave me two scriptures by the Holy Ghost. And I felt in my heart, you need to give one from the old and one from the new. And he was very particular about the scriptures. I didn't just pick scriptures. He spoke those scriptures to me. And so the first I want you to read with me, please, is in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. And verse 8, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8. He, he, he said this to me, and, and I know that I need to read it to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Did you notice the progression? At first, she just said, come have a, a, bite, a bite of food. She wasn't having a long-term commitment. She was just, it's like, yeah, pastor, I'll just throw in a 20 bucks in the offering once in a while. Yeah, I'll show up once in a while when I feel like it. 
it was, there was no commitment there, but there was still a measure of honor. But now what happened? Now watch what happens. And it fell in, and, and uh, verse 9, and she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. I perceive. That just means ob observation. Technically, observation by recognition. In other words, she recognized. She took notice. She paid attention that this was a man of God. Some people, Jenny, they start by just throwing a couple bucks in the offering and coming once in a while as a visitor, and then all of a sudden they start perceiving. The Holy Ghost starts revealing to them. They start recognizing, oh, maybe he's supposed to be my pastor. Maybe this is supposed to be my church. And now the level of commitment grows. In verse 10, let us make a little chamber. You see, now she's not just asking him, give me a sandwich. Now she's giving part of her house. This is totally different. This is a whole other level of honor. What did she do, Jenny? She made a place for him. What did God tell me? That's why he told me to read the scripture. Because he said, I saw what they did for you. He said, they have made a place for you. By their, and then he listed those three categories. What did this lady do? It was not just casual honor. It was sacrificial honor. Honoring God in the man of God. And let us make a little chamber. I pray thee on the wall and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he comes to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that she came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. He, they made a place for him. Notice, Jenny, they did it. There was spiritual honor working here. God was honored. God was impressed with the spiritual quality of the honor. But the spiritual, are you listening, congregation? The spiritual honor took form in natural honor. The spiritual honor, just like your spirit has a body, it's got a shell called a body that, ex, that, that moves and that, that walks out what your spirit man wants it to do. So spiritual honor has a natural body to it called natural honor. You, the spiritual honor that God is receiving, but, it, but it is, it, it's, it's shaped and it's formed with natural actions, natural honor that you do in this realm for people especially for those that God has planted you with spiritually. So do you understand? The fact that she was honoring him was spiritual up to God. But, the, but her spiritual honor took shape to it. It had form to it in the form of natural actions that she was doing for the man of God. God was honored, but the man of God was taken care of. And what did, and what did she do? She made a place for him. Not just a place in the natural, but a place in the spirit. So that power could flow when she needed it. Now listen to me, we've got to rightly divide the word of truth. That is the Old Testament. She couldn't have the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost wasn't given like that. It was only on him. She had to connect with him if she was going to get her miracle. In the New Testament, it's same but different. We have the Holy Ghost in us. You have an unction of the Holy Ghost in you. Every believer has the power of God in them. You don't need only to connect with a man of God in order to get your miracle because the Holy Ghost is with you all the time, anywhere in the world, and faith that you release will get God to move in your behalf directly. 
But having said that truth of the New Testament, which they didn't have in the old, they needed the man of God. Here, we've got the Holy Ghost. We, from one perspective, don't need the man of God. But from another perspective, because Paul said, I long to see you, that I may impart to you a gift at the end that you may be established. Then 2 Thessalonians, he says, I need to come to you that I may build up what's lacking. I need to see you that I may build up what's lacking in your faith. And there's many scriptures like that. So we know that even as we're filled with the Holy Ghost, as we've got God ourselves, as we can appropriate and assign God's power directly, We don't need a man of God for everything. We've got the Holy Ghost. Yet even still, there are certain things that we will never tap into and never be able to appropriate and get just on our own because God in his perfect knowledge and his perfect wisdom assigns certain things to come down through submission. Assigns certain blessings and certain increase and certain impartations and certain breakthroughs to come only through the office that you yield to. That's why Pastor Nancy says, uh, the one that has a grace for my life, when I'm around him, God gets me things that I, he cannot get things to me only when I'm in my prayer closet. Much he gets to me directly, but there's certain things that can only come through the office of the one with a grace and an assignment for my life. For her, it's Kenneth Copeland. Used to be Dad Hagen and Dad Dufresne. Now it's Kenneth Copeland. And there's certain things that God will not reveal to her, that God will not speak to her about, that God will not impart to her, and that God will not get over to her, and that God will not bless her in, no matter how much she prays, because it's reserved for to come through the submission. See, God is always interested in submission. He wants us to submit to those over us, and when we submit, we open the door, and then through that submission, the grace of that person assigned to us, certain things will flow. And there's some things that will never come to you, no matter how much you pray, without that. But much, obviously, that we have in our life, we can get directly from God because the Holy Ghost is in us. This lady couldn't get anything from God apart from the man because it was old covenant. But in the New Testament, we can get much from God directly, but there are still some things that God will reserve only through that person that has the grace for your life, which is why Paul said, I long to see you. I've got to see you. You've got to see me. I've got to see you. I've got to impart to you. You've got to submit to me. You've got to let me flow into your life. The anointing from my office has to flow. And if you, and if I can see you and get this to you, I'll be able to impart something to you that you couldn't get otherwise. I'll impart something to you that will establish you in a gifts in you that you otherwise couldn't get. We're always encouraging you seek God yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Seek God every day because so much will come direct. But we also encourage you be faithful. Like the Bible says in Hebrews, don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves as some have made it habit, but all the more as you see the day approaching. Be faithful to the local church. Be faithful to the office because while you'll get a lot from God direct, there are some things that are reserved to come through submission. Are you understanding the theological difference? In the Old Testament, she could only get it from the man of God because he's the only one that had the anointing. But in the New Testament, all of us have the anointing. All of us can get much from God direct, but yet there's still certain things that you've got to submit to the person that God puts over you. And if you don't, you'll you'll wind up getting cut short and you won't have everything that God had for you. So now she's recognizing this. And so she puts the chamber there. And it fell on a certain day, verse 11, that he came to there and he turned into the chamber and lay there. She made a place for him. What did God say to me, honey? I saw what they did for you. They've made a place for you. This, I'm telling you, she made a place for him. Spiritual honor to God, natural honor in natural actions. You've shown your, nat- you have shown spiritual honor to the Father by your tithes and offerings, your faithfulness, and your gifts to us personally. You've shown spiritual honor to God the Father, but your spiritual honor took on form and shape with natural actions. And just like she gave part of her house, you've given part of your income. 
And it moved God's hand for him and for her, Jenny. And it moved God, it's moving God's hand for you because he's never once said to me in all these years anything about an offering. This is the first time he's ever said it. I saw what they did for you, which means something in the people was different this time. And it touched God's heart. And he wants you to know just like because of her spiritual, her natural actions and her spiritual honor, natural honor, spiritual honor, power was made available to her. It had to come through a man, but it was made available to her. Your spiritual honor with natural honor, natural actions, God said, tell them power is made available to them. Now, unlike the Old Testament, you can have that, you can access that power directly. But there's also certain things that you can act that you need to put a demand on the anointing on the man of God in your life because certain things won't come except through that submission. But, and so you figure out whatever you're believing God for, some of it I need to be in agreement with you and, 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 and I, my anointing, if you put a demand on that, will flow from me to you because certain things can only come from that office you submit to. But of course, more, the majority of things in life, you can get directly on your own for God. And I'm trying to let you know, because of your natural honor, which was also spiritual honor, in your weekly giving, in your weekly faithfulness, and in what you did for us last week, it moved God's hand. He spoke about it. And he is letting you know that there's much, there's much available for you, but he needs you to lay hold of. He can't just drop it on you like ripe apples off a tree. He needs you to make, tell him what you need. Make your list and then lay hold of it by faith. There's power available for you, just like there was for this woman. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, uh, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. Now, this, this is an interesting word. Let me, let me read it to you from the original language. This word careful technically means to go quickly, to hasten, move fast. Okay? So you have been quick to show us all this care, all this attention, all this honor. Yes. Quick. Did you notice that? The man of God specified that she hadn't just shown honor, but she was quick about it. See, God is, God is looking for those that, that have a quick, open, generous heart, that they don't have to struggle for nine weeks about if they should do something that God asked them to do. They are quick about it. He said, now you have been quick to show us all this care. What is to be done for thee? See, there was a, there's, there's a harvest coming. See, power is made available. There's a harvest coming. I'm trying to tell you, congregation, there's a harvest coming. Not just because of what you did last week, but what you do every week. That, what you did for Africa. There's a harvest coming. Some of you have already received your part of your harvest, but there's more that's coming. What should be done for her? My God. Would you be spoken of to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, no, I dwell among my own people. I don't need you to do anything politically for me. Do you need protection? That's the captain of the host. No, we're safe. I don't need anything like that. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she has no child and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, thou man of God, don't lie to thine handmaiden. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elijah had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day. See, she got a miracle. I want you to notice something. There's something powerful here. It's not just the beginning of the miracle that God wants to give you. He wants to see that miracle through. He wants to watch over that miracle and make sure it sustains. A lot of you come in here and you say, Pastor, my God, I've learned more in six months than I've learned in my church, previous church for the last 10 years. You see, God's giving you something, but you're at the beginning. Just be faithful. 
because what God has started in you, he wants to complete. What he started in that lady, he wanted to complete. He gave her a miracle son. He wanted to complete that. And of course, the devil is looking to abort things and the devil tried to kill that son, but God had given that by a miracle. It was from God that she got that son. And there's certain things in your life, my brother and sister, that God has given you. And he started things. He's begun things in your life. Don't let go. If things start to go south or start to you under attack or under this or under that, don't just let go and say, well, maybe God doesn't want to do it anymore. No, what he started, he will complete. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. What he gave you at the beginning, he wants to see that through to completion. If he gave you business and it's really from him, not just out of your own flesh and it wasn't his will, but if, if you've done something, started something in his will and you've done it by the spirit and, there, and there's a rocky road, don't quit because he will bring it through. If it was a miracle to start, it will be a miracle to continue and a miracle to its end. He wants to continue what he's given you. There's power made available to you. First of all, to get it started, she got the baby, but now we see the problem is on the horizon. And when the child was grown and fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to the mother, he sat on her knees until noon. She's a good mama. She's loving her baby. She's, and we say babies. He's, a, he's grown now, but they're always our baby. And he died. The miracle was aborted. But God, if he authored it, he will finish it. If you will assign your faith, but it's all about faith. You've got to assign your faith. Power is available to her because of her spiritual and natural honor. But will she assign her faith? That's why the Bible calls her a great woman. Not because she's rich, but because she had great faith. Praise God in verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. What is she doing? She's saying, I believe that there's power made available because of this man. Now, remember, she was reliant on a human. We are not reliant fully on a human. We are reliant on the Holy Ghost. But I'm just telling you to you in her context, her context, the man of God has power. I'm going to put my, listen, I'm going to put my trouble, I'm going to put my problem where the man of God used to be. And I'm going to believe. I'm just going to let my problem marinate where the power of God is present. Now you see the power of God is represented in Elisha. So in her mind, she sees Elisha equals the power of God. She says, Elisha lies on this bed. That means the power of God in him lies on that bed. Now remember later, Elisha's bones had enough power in it to raise a man from the dead. So there was obviously power in Elisha living and dead. There was power in him. And in her mind, the man of God equals power. And the power of God is in his physical body. If he's lying on this bed, the power of God got on the sheets. I'm going to put the problem that needs the power of God on the power of God until I go and get the man of God to get that power activated. Now remember, keep it, keep it theologically accurate. I'm not saying that everything has to come through your pastor, that everything has to come through a man of God. We know we've got the Holy Ghost directly, but there's certain things that the anointing on the man of God will help you with and certain things that will only come through that anointing. Praise God. And he called and said unto her husband, she called and said unto her husband, verse 22, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the, one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, wherefore, uh, whether... Will thou go to him today? See, he, he's clueless. I don't know, maybe he didn't know the child died. Maybe she didn't tell him. But, you know, if he knew that there was a problem, he should have equated, well, you're going to him for a miracle. But he doesn't even put that two and two together. So there's a good chance she didn't even tell him that the child had died. 
In other words, she's in such faith, she knows she's going to get her answer. She doesn't have to talk about the problem. Are you listening to me? There's all little nuggets for you here. When you're that confident that God is going to come through for you, you don't need to talk about the problem. A lot of people talking about the problem all the time. Can you believe this? Oh, my Lord. Can you believe this? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You're talking about the problem. A true person of faith doesn't need to talk about the problem. This lady had a big problem. She probably didn't even tell her husband because he couldn't figure out why she was going to the prophet. And if he'd known the child was dead and that the prophet gave them the child, so to speak, by the power of God, he would have known, oh, well, the power of the dead child's dead. Yeah, you're going to go to the prophet. He's wondering why she's going. She probably never even told him because when she gets to the prophet, she doesn't tell the prophet. At the beginning, she, he, remember when he says, well, I'll get to the reading, but you'll see that she doesn't even blurt it out right away. She, at the beginning, she just says, everything's fine. Everything's fine. So a man of faith, a woman of faith isn't complaining, isn't emotional, isn't crying. <laughs> uh, listen, we have emotions, but that's not part of the spirit realm. That's not part of the faith realm. You can cry a little bit if you want. Just get it over and wipe your tears and dry your face. But get over into the spirit realm, get over into the faith realm, not the emotional feeling realm, because it's the faith realm that will get your answer, not how you feel. So if you're frustrated about things, you're not really walking in the spirit. If you're over emotional, you're not really walking in faith because when you're in true faith you don't even tell people the problem because you know that you know that power is available and God is going to come through are you getting those nuggets and she said uh, wherefore you go to him to this day is it neither new moon it is neither new moon nor sabbath in other words it's not a festival it's not a feast and she said it shall be well she didn't even tell him nothing honey just do the reaping and do your job you just make the money let me deal with the, the real stuff here. I know something about God that you don't know. You're just focused on your job, but I know something about God. Just go ahead and it'll be well. Leave me alone. And she settled and asked and said to the servant, drive and go forward and slack not thy writing for me, except I tell thee. In other words, go as fast as you can. If I'm about to fall off, I'll say, whoa. Otherwise, you just keep pushing that donkey and you make it go fast. So she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel and came, it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off. I've stood right there. You have as well, Jenny. You can see afar away on Mount Carmel. When she, she, she was coming across the, the valley where the Megiddo is, where the, where the valley of Megiddo is. She was coming across where that battle is going to be in Revelation. And he can see afar off. And he said to Gehazi, a servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, and meet her, and say unto her, is, is, it, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? Look how specific he was, Jennifer. And she answered, not it is well with me and well with my husband, but not well with the child. She said, blanket statement, it's well. That's faith, man. When somebody is going through hell and somebody is going through hardship and somebody is going through what it looks like the devil has destroyed their future and somebody, the man of God even, or a bystander or a loved one or a friend says, everything okay? <laughs> That's not faith. I'm not saying you can't tell people. I'm just saying I'm, I'm showing you the highest flow. Not everybody reaches the highest flow and God will still deliver you even on the lower flows. But I'm saying the highest flow is not and talking about it and whining and rehashing. And the highest flow is staying in your spirit and not your mind. Staying in your spirit and saying, I know what God's done. I know what he, I've been honorable. Power is made available to me. The devil's trying to stop it, but God is going to raise it back up because power is available to me. And therefore I say, because I know the outcome. I know it's going to be okay. I say, it's well. Man, what a, what a statement, Jenny. What a statement. And, a, and when she came to the man of God to the hill, she couldn't. Now she's going to tell him the truth. She's made her statement, but now he need, does need to know what's actually happened. She grabs him by the feet and Gehazi came near to thrust her away because that was against their culture. 
And the man of God said, leave her alone. Her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. And then she said, did I not desire a son, O my Lord? Did I not say, don't deceive me? See, all these years later, she's holding him to what happened all those years ago. A lot of people, they quit. They, they let years soften and dilute and evade what God said. She has not let go of what God said way back yonder. She said, did not I tell you before he was even born, don't lie to me? In other words, don't lie to me, just get him born. Don't lie to me, he's got to live through. The answer has to go through. And then he said to Hegazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I ain't going with number two. You don't put the second string when you're on the NBA final game with the last one minute. You don't put the second string on. I'm staying with you. You can let him go if you want, but I, he's not the one God used. You're the one God used. I'm staying with you. Praise. That's why I say to Pastor Nancy, I say to her almost every time I see her, I know she probably gets tired of it, but I don't really give a flying rip. I don't care if she's tired or not tired. I look at her in her eyes, right eyeball to eyeball, and I say, as my soul liveth, as, as the Lord liveth, I shall not leave thee. Now, she may think I'm emotional. I don't know what she thinks, but I'm telling you, time will prove me right. <laughs> I know the one that God used. Amen. I know the number one. I don't stay with the number two. I stay with the number one. And he arose and followed her. Praise God. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child and there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him saying the child was not awakened. Bad news. Yeah. Power of God didn't work. Sometimes you're going to hear somebody's going to come up to you and go, hey, Bad news, power of God didn't work. Oh, no, no. This faith thing don't work. That's right. That's not acceptable. You see a lot of opposition. That's right. Not only is the boy dead, now she's got her husband to deal with. Now she's got, she's got an opportunity to whine and complain, but she speaks faith. Yeah. Because she knows that power is available and she knows the final outcome. Because yeah. she was honorable. It comes back to her being honorable. She made a place for him and God honored her. And then of course, when she's there with the men, then more opposition, go with Gehazi. No, I'm not leaving you. And then that kid becomes, he, he, he won't wake up. He's dead. He's gone. Nothing's working. See more opposition. Like Jairus, they came and said, hey, hey, the girl's dead now. Don't bother the master anymore. And what did Jesus say? Don't you be afraid. Only believe. And that's to this lady. She had the choice to just hold on to her faith. And she did. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when Elijah, Elisha, I mean, came into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon the bed and he went in therefore and shut the door upon the two of them and prayed to the Lord and he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child. Remember he learned this from Elijah. I don't have time to read it to you but you can read it on your own. First Kings 17 with the Zarephath woman. If you study it, not only did they, they help with the oil and everything, but later on if you study it, her child died and the Bible says that Elijah went up to the place that he dwelt which was the loft in her home right. that's why Elisha knew about it because Elijah had another experience in his life with a widow woman who had made a place for him in a loft that he stayed whose son died and Elijah went and lay on that child and commanded it to come back and the child came back and Elisha knew this because his mentor had told him this and Elisha no doubt had told the woman you over dinner one day you I gotta tell you the story that I heard about from my from my spiritual father this is what he did 
said, no doubt that lady had heard the story about Elijah, Jenny, from Elisha. And now she has done the same thing that the Zarephath woman did, made a place, made a place for him to come, showed spiritual honor, showed natural honor, didn't have a child, got a child, miracles. Now the child's dead, just like the other story with Elijah. And now she says, listen, if God can do it through Elijah, then God can do it through Elisha. If God could do it for the Zarephath, God will do it for the Shudamite. I'm no less, I'm no difference. Faith is the same in every sphere. He'll do it for them, he'll do it for me. I'm not quitting, I'm not giving up. Amen. See, that's faith takes things, I'm telling you it takes yeah, it. Amen. Hope sees it, faith takes faith it. Takes. You've got to see it or you'll get discouraged, right. but don't always just look, take. Praise God, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. And he lay upon that baby, that child, hallelujah. and the flesh began to wax warm. And he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and skin stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child <laughs> opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. And he called her. And when she had come into him, into, unto him, he said, take up. What, what, what words, Jenny? The best four words he ever said in his life. Take up thy son. Never had a human being other than Elijah been raised from the dead in history. This is the second human being in history to be raised from the dead. And what caused it? What caused the miracle working power? Honor. She made a place. She made a place naturally, natural actions, but it was spiritual to God. And his power was made available. Are you listening to me, congregation? I heard him say, I saw what they did for you. You've moved him by your honor. And not just the one-time thing, but their tithes and offerings, their faithfulness, and what they did personally. Tell them power is made available. Is. In other words, he didn't say it, but I, I know that's what his Bible, the word says it. He's saying, tell them power is made available. But I'm adding, because if he kept talking, he would have said, tell them to lay it, lay hold of it. Yes. Tell them to assign that power. If you don't assign the power, you don't get it. This lady, power was made available, but she assigned it. All the opposition she ignored. She didn't whine. She didn't complain. She didn't overtalk. When they said it's not working, she, did, she just held her ground. Held her ground. I'm not letting go. If he did it for the, for the Zarephath, he'll do it for the Shunammite. If he did it for her, he'll do it for me. He's the same God. Might be a different preacher, but he's the same God. You've got to lay hold of it, my brother and sister, and it will, it will not, God will not fail you. Amen. Here is yours. Take up your son. And she went in, fell at his feet, bowed herself to the ground, took up her son. <laughs> and David years ago went, and the guy's leg was swelled up, and he put his hand, and there was pus and goo, and he put his hand in that goo and cursed that disease. Right. God healed the man. But then later, Jenny, that man's son swallowed his tongue, had an epileptic seizure, and died. And he could hear David running, because David's always loud. He's never quiet. He runs, and he's loud. He's screaming, and glory, and he's just loud. All the time, he's loud. And he's running through the jungle on his way to another home to pray for another emergency. And the man says, who God had healed the leg, says, my son's dead. And David, I just love David. Talk about the, Elijah, talk about the anointing, Jenny. Yeah, I've heard him say this personally and publicly to me. 
He said, you know, I'm running. I don't want to be distracted. But I see this man in the path in the jungle saying, my son's died, swallowed his tongue with an epileptic fit. I want you to come help. And he said, I just turned. The anointing is just on him. He just turned his, he didn't even stop running. He didn't stop and talk. He didn't hug the guy. He just turned, ran. The guy's door was closed. He smashed the door with his foot. He knocked the door with his foot, ran up the stairs because he had been in the house before. He saw the dead child on the bed. You know, he had swallowed his tongue. David he said, I jumped on him like the, like the prophet did of old. Hand to hand to hand, eyes to eyes, nose to nose. Mother, and I said, come back in Jesus' name. And he jumped off and ran down the stairs and kept running down the jungle path. Didn't even wait. This guy waited. <laughs> this guy waited for it to work. David didn't even wait. He said it and he jumped off and kept running. And the man comes up, the child's lying there dead. And all of a sudden, he coughs, <coughs> opens his eyes, sits up, raised from the dead. I'm telling you, that's some heavy kind of power. I can't share that story without telling you David raising the kid because it's even greater. This guy hung around to see if, to make sure it worked. David don't even care to see if it works. He just jumps on, jumps off, and keeps running. My God, that's the kind of power available to us in the New Testament. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, as I close, Taylor's thinking, and that's his first time saying that. So there are many more closings. No, 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 Taylor. Don't be rebellious now. Hallelujah. Don't be a gehazy. Glory to God. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, brother. As I close, let me tell you the New Testament verse. Because he quoted it to me loud and strong. And it is found in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Can I read it to you? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, unlike the Old Testament, I don't have a lot of verses and a lot of explanation, but I just want to read this to you. Now, if you study, the, the whole chapter is talking about money. If you study the first eight verses, study it on your own. Read it, not from the King James, because it's a little confusing. Read it from the New Living Translation or the Amplified Classic, but especially the New Living Translation. If you read the first eight verses, you'll see that Paul, the context of all of this, the theological context, is he's telling the people, I know, you want, I know you've talked about giving me an offering. I know you've talked about helping me, but you haven't done it yet. But I'm, gonna, I'm sending these brothers ahead to remind you that you've said this so that when I get there, your offering would be ready for me. This is all about an offering to Paul. Money, physical, exactly what you did at Pastor Appreciation. That's why God gave me this verse. And this is what he quoted to me. He said, talk to him about the Shumanite woman. And then he said, and he quoted it to me. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I saw what they did for you. Do I have to read it one more time? I saw what they did for you. They have made a place for you in their tithes and offerings, in their faithfulness, and recently in their giving to you personally. Tell them. Power is made available to them. What is God saying? Tell them that I, God, am able, able. See, available, able, that doesn't mean, just because he's able to make all grace, it doesn't mean that the grace is abounding. You've got to lay hold of it. You've got to claim it. You've got to reach out and take it. God is able to do a lot of things. His power is available for a lot of things, but you've got to still take what he is able to do. Lay hold, lay claim to what his power is available to do. Now, he's saying, tell them power is made available. 
tell them, and I'm quoting verse 8, tell them that I, God, am able to make all grace abound toward them. Tell them that I want them to have all sufficiency in all things and that I want them to abound in every good work. There is power available. I've made it available. There's grace, which is power and ability. It's made available to them. My grace is able to do all these things for them because they made a place like the Shunammite. Amen. But there's going to be some distractions and discouragements like the Shunammite. Tell them to hold their ground and stop talking about the problem because she didn't. She just said it's well. I know the outcome. It will all come to pass. Take a lesson. God is able to do things. His power is available to you because of the honor that you've shown week in and week out, financially and non-financially, and also because of what you did last week, which touched his heart and, of course, touched our heart. Power is made available. Power for that lady was made available because of your spiritual and natural honor. Power is made available. His grace is made available to you, but you must take it. You must lay hold and assign that power with your faith. Don't be distracted. That Shunammite wasn't. Don't be discouraged. When things don't look like they're working, that Shunammite wasn't. Don't be distracted or discouraged. Just hold your ground and say, if he started it, he will end it. Right. He gave me the baby. He will raise the baby up. I'm not letting go. I've laid hold and I'm pulling it toward me. It's mine. I take it now. See the spirit of faith there? That's the spirit of faith on that great woman. You've got to do the same thing. And God will raise up whatever in your life needs to be raised up like he did for the Shunammite. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm tell That's my message. I hope it came out right. I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, I thought, my God, God's never talked about an offering before. These people must have moved his heart. I saw what they did for you. <laughs> In other words, they, my God is not mocked. What a man sows, that shall he also rape. <laughs> Praise God. You can even read it in verse 6. I say unto you, he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he which sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound. God saw what you did. Thank you. Yes. And not just last week. Thank you for the birthdays, the Christmas. Thank you for all that you do personally, but not just personally. Thank you for the tithes and offerings every Sunday. Thank you for your non-financial faithfulness like prayer and normally showing up, although you're watching, so you're still being faithful to turn on your, your iPad or whatever you watch on. Thank you for your faithfulness. You've made a place. Your natural honor is spiritual honor and power is made available to you. Would, you. would you assign that power? His grace is available. It's abounding to you. He wants to cause all things to come into your life. Will you lay hold of it? Will you assign it by faith? Please, would you assign it by faith? Would you not be distracted and discouraged like that lady wasn't and just hold the course and know that if he started it, he will end it. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He is going to perform what you're believing for. Don't quit. Just because you've had a bad couple weeks or a bad month, don't quit. Just stand your ground that as when all the weeks and months wash out at the end of the year, that the path of the righteous grows brighter because his power is made available for you. Praise the Lord Jesus for his kindness. I hope you're encouraged this morning for God to interrupt an, an entire message, change my entire flow, change my entire direction to let the people know that he saw what they did and that he loves them. Amen. And not just that last week, but he sees what they do all the time yes. and that power is available to them. Oh my God, what, a, what, what hope that we have.
that the future is bright. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, everyone watching me, and you know, we, we, we hear now that there are people in the Philippines that are watching us every service. And many different parts of the United States, different people from different states are watching us. People in Australia are watching us. People have been telling me that people in Egypt have been watching us. I don't know, I don't know how they hear or what's going on, Jennifer, or how people are finding out about, but wherever you are watching in Toronto, in the GTA or around the world. Father, I, I pray for them right now. Stretch your hands toward the screen as an act of faith. I feel that anointing, that tangible anointing come in my right hand right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hand toward them. Father, as an act of faith, as a, con con as a contact point for their faith, they stretch it toward that screen. Father, I release faith now in the name of Jesus, that tangible anointing that I feel that's on me right now. I release it in the name of Jesus. I command every body part that is not functioning within the perfection of God's will, I command you to be healed. Sickness, go in Jesus' name. And healing, flow in Jesus' name right now. That problem, that financial lack, that problem in businesses, I command that turn in Jesus' name. I command the devil to take his hands off their life. I say the blessing of Abraham is on them. I say power is flowing toward them. I say because of their honor to God spiritually and naturally because of their honor power is made available and they reach out Father and they take it now and I agree with them that power flows in the mighty name of Jesus. Power flows to meet every need every need mentally, physically health wise, finance wise marriage wise, child wise protection wise, favor wise every need in Jesus name I say I call it met. I I thank you for your power that is flowing and they're reaching out, Father, right now and they're laying hold of it and they're taking it in Jesus' name. Father, as a point of contact, I lay hands on this prayer sheet of every person Lord, in the last two weeks that have been calling in and emailing. And Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus that the power of God moves into these needs and turns situations. It moves into these needs and it turns situations. In Jesus' name, I say be filled. In Jesus' name, I say be healed. In Jesus' name, I say be whole. In Jesus' name, I say be restored. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you. The power of God is moving. Because they're laying hold, Father. It's available. And I'm releasing it by my office. And they're reaching out and they're taking it. They're saying, that's me, that's me, that's mine. I take it now. Say it. You need to practice saying it, not just listening to me say it. You need to practice letting your ears hear you say it. Say it. That's me. I take it now. Lord, you see what I need. I need this. I need that. I need this. I need that. Lord, I've been standing. I take it now. I, hope sees it, but faith takes it. I take it now. It's mine. I thank you for that job. I thank you for that increase. I thank you for that money. I thank you for that healing. I take it now. I take it now. It's mine. I take it now in Jesus' name the power of God is moving. I've, I've made a place, praise God, in my spiritual and natural honor and power is made available to me. Glory to God. It's moving in my behalf even right now as I speak. I thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus.